Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 35. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. One of the most important pieces of the president's management agenda, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and I think one of yours as well, is IT modernization. The leaders of those efforts in the agencies, not the only important people, but the leaders of those efforts, will be the chief information officers at the agencies, in addition to the federal CIO, Suzette Kent. And we're going to focus on what those CIOs are thinking and what their priorities are and all of that on today's show. Yep. And one of your favorite subjects, which is the results of a survey. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's interesting to know what people think and what people are doing and saying. And the news that they impart when those views are consolidated in a compelling report. Yes, and the Professional Services Council has been doing that for 28 years. years. 28 years. Kevin Cummins is Vice President of Technology for the Professional Services Council. It's great to see you again, Kevin. Great to see you, Francis. Thanks for coming in. Um, What did you detect this year? It's not out yet, but as you're starting to collate the information for public release, any markers that we should pay attention to based on the feedback that you've gotten from CIOs this year? Sure. And as Robert mentioned, PSC and Grant Thornton in partnership uh, are releasing in November our federal CIO survey. It's the 28th annual survey. And, you know, some of the things today are the same, the perennial challenges, but also what's new, as you mentioned, the real focus on IT modernization by and modernizing government mm-hmm. in general uh, by the Trump administration puts the C- CIOs really is in the driver's seat and makes their role more important than ever when you're talking about leveraging data, becoming more efficient through investments in technology, uh, the IT modernization, which we mentioned. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a CIO, and we're hearing that loud and clear from CIOs and other federal IT leaders that some of them feel that they really have the support of their secretary. What they're doing and uh, on a daily basis is being talked about in the news, not just in the trade press. So it is an exciting time and new in a lot of ways. But again, at, year over year, you see some of the same challenges come up over and over and over again. But CIOs, CIOs have always sought this seat at the table. You're suggesting that they might have actually uh, gotten there, that they are the um, uh, helping advise the leadership on the direction of the agency, at least as far as IT is concerned. I think when you you see the progression from uh, not just this year, but it's building on step by step. We had FITAR, the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, which gave CIOs more authority. Uh, This year, we had the president's executive order on CIO authorities. It's reinforcing FITAR in a lot of ways. So yes, there's a seat at the table. What you hear in the surveys is there's not always the voice at the table. Uh, so I think it's still a continuing uh, you know, process. We're in an iterative, uh, agile approach here, <laughs> but, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer and certainly better uh, overall. Are the CIOs telling you what they think will make that happen? Do they need more um, legislation or policy guidance or something from on high? Or do they think that maybe some of it's internal and it's a their opportunity to demonstrate that they're adding value by showing mission owners how technology can drive mission success. Again, it's a mix. The federal government is a diverse entity, and there are different organizations, and you know, from civilian and military, and even just every department and agency has its own culture um, and, and and quirks, if you will. 
So we do find a mix of reactions, but some of the keys to success are CIOs that that do seem to be doing successful and are excited about where their shop is heading and how they're able to leverage technology and new solutions to help meet the mission better or more effectively. It does seem to be some of those perennial things about um, operating within a risk-averse culture and finding ways to being able to take risks. Uh, having the support from senior political leadership was what one CIO told us that thought was critical to their success, mm-hmm. where they would, you know, all green means go, go ahead. It, it definitely green-lighted for IT modernization and trying to do ambitious things, but again, with the support from the secretary level, really, uh, and then on that filtering on down. Uh, but again, it, it is a ripe moment to strike. We've had not only the policies in place, both from Congress, with Fatara, and the executive order from President Trump, uh, but also in these last this year and last in the coming year, we have a budget uh, environment that's better, a lot more fiscal certainty with due to the budget agreement uh, this year. So that's also helping CIOs be a little bit more effective. Money's such a big part of this. You could fill a swimming pool with the amount of money uh, agencies spend on IT, and by swimming pool, I mean like. The Indian Ocean. Ocean. (laughs) Tens of billions of dollars. The concern has always been that because agency systems are so outdated, operations and maintenance of those eats up the bulk of that. Are we finally getting to a place where we can steal some of that money for more innovation, or is it still a challenge? Still a huge challenge. So you mentioned swimming pools or oceans of money. I would say it is a finite resource, and agencies can still be resource constrained. The problem is, though, there's there that challenge, the IT, the legacy IT challenge. Ninety-six billion dollars annually spent on major IT systems alone, and that's not counting all the software licenses or small hardware components. Or so it could the, be hundreds of billions. Of it could be. There are just various estimates for that, but you know, three times, oh. maybe four times mm-hmm. more than that. I- However, I just fainted. Yeah, I'm back. It is, but you put that in context of a federal budget as well. I mean, it's it's real money, uh, as the late Senator Robert Byrd would say when you talk about 96 billion dollars with a B. That ain't chicken feed. However, when you look at what the government is doing, it's it it isn't. You know, in the context, it's not as big as maybe it sounds. That said, a real challenge for CIOs is managing that IT spend. One is having authority over the IT spend which Fatara and the executive order tries to give more authority to the CIO, but they may not have full control over the IT spending within their organization. And how do you, as you said, how do you shift the operations and maintenance spending, which is at about 80% of the annual IT budget, how do you shift more of that into new investments? Uh, Maintaining legacy systems is expensive. Uh, Some of the systems are outdated. Uh, There's famous examples, uh, you know, Jason Chaffetz showed an eight and a half inch floppy disk that's you at a hearing where he should, kind of very theatrical. Remember those days? Yeah. Well, those days still yeah. exist in DOD. Yeah, like or, yesterday. Yeah. The nuclear football, wherever that might be right now, that apparently operates on eight and a half inch floppy disks. Awesome. DOD reposted saying, hey, that's not a good example because that system actually works. So we're going to wait on modernization. We're not, we're not keeping up. We're not being kept up at night over that example, which is what CIOs in the survey. There's legacy IT that, you know, if it's something running in the basement runs just fine. Not worried about a, you know, a cyber hack that's not connected to the internet. That can maybe just run until it breaks, and that'll be okay. But a lot of the legacy IT equipment is unsupported or end-of-life hardware and software. Things that are mission critical. Mission critical, and GAO has, has told us that the, there's real risk associated with that. It's something that CIOs are concerned about, and it, it's a hard challenge for CIOs to tackle. Uh, how do you get – you might be having a lot of money in your budget, but how do you redirect something that needs to be kept running and replace it with something new 
that might be running at the same time as the old system until you can turn the old one off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the MGT Act and there are a few other things um, out there, but uh, it is a real challenge overcoming legacy IT within the federal government. Are the CIOs happy with the progress that they're able to make time-wise? Or do they think they're on a good time trajectory? Are they doing this as quickly as they would like to? You know, in the survey, I don't think we, we got down into how happy they are about time frames. You do get a sense, again, of frustrations overall with some of the challenges that are out there, uh, particularly around cyber, uh, just relentless attacks and um, having resources to tackle those, which is also a, a workforce issue, a mm-hmm. people issue, because you need high skills. But one thing to keep in mind it, when we talk with CIOs, it tends to be lots of new faces each year, because this, the average tenure is only about two years for a federal CIO. And when we're talking about major transformation initiatives, some of the, those will take longer than two years. So that is a, another challenge in the in the federal environment where there is a relatively high turnover for, in those CIO positions. And I think it's interesting because that two-year time average is for the careers as well as the politicals. We talk about the short lifespan of political appointees a lot of times, but in the CIO position at least, that's the same it's pretty much the same average time for the folks who are ostensibly in career jobs and who we, I guess we would like to be staying longer, but for whatever reason, they're choosing not to. Yeah, in the aggregate, it is about two years, and there's a mix. Some of these positions are politically appointed, others are not. And you might have a situation where a politically appointed CIO may have wanted to stay into a new administration and was not given that opportunity. But in reality, we do see overall that it's just a high turnover rate in general. Some of that's countered. Uh, one CIO explained to us that sometimes it, uh, an IT position might be kind of topped out at the agency where they're at. So to get to the next level in their career, they might move to another agency or a larger uh, department. Uh, so some of that is, is, is embedded in those numbers as well. But in general, it's fair to say that the, the high turnover rate, the re- or I should say the relatively short tenure, uh, is a challenge for some of the longer-term transformation projects. I, I think I saw that Congressman Hurd and Kelly have legislation introduced to elevate the role of the CIO, both at OMB and across agencies. Did uh, the CIOs uh, suggest clamoring for additional uh, authorities or changes to their role like that? You know, that so the bill you're mentioning, the Federal CIO Act, would would elevate the federal CIO position within OMB. Uh, it's a bit of an update to the e-government act, which created that office essentially. Uh, but again, at the agency level, the the policies on paper are mostly in place from FATARA and through the executive order. But again, the the cultural aspect is still there. <laughs> you know, you can rearrange the org chart to a certain degree, uh, but it still depends on the personalities in place, the the agency culture. Uh, but we are seeing that move towards having the CIO be more of not only directly reporting to the agency head, the secretary in department level, but also consolidating more of the role of the IT leadership into that one person. Um, again, it's a bit of a challenge when you have federated agencies. If you look at a Department of Justice or Department of Commerce, they have large components within them, um, similarly you know, elsewhere as well. But, but again, we are seeing on paper that a lot of the policies are in place. They look good. It's a question of really, you know, are we seeing the results? And, and if not, why? We just have a couple of minutes left. And I wonder, you're kind of an expert on Fatara. Certainly in this room, you're the expert on Fatara. Um, <laughs> and I wonder, well, fair point. I wonder if we have a sense either explicitly from questions maybe that the CIOs were asked or implicitly through the way that they answered about 
questions that related to the provisions of the bill, of the law now, whether they are seeing the spirit of the law manifesting itself in the way they go about doing their jobs? Yeah, I think it's a real, it's a mix from what we've heard from CIOs. Again, those that seem to be most excited do mention factors like having a budget, which was not part of VITARA, that that's kind of assumed in federal planning scenarios, and, and agency support and, and leadership support at the highest levels of the agency. Uh, you know, a couple things we didn't talk on that I talk about that I'd like to touch on, too. You know, we ask about emerging technologies because usually in tech we're so excited about the new uh, AI, robotics process, automation, blockchain, uh, lots of great new uh, use cases being explored. But when we talk to CIOs, we hear over and over again they're not doing a lot um, at, at scale at this point. Um, still are working on things like cloud migrations and setting the stage so that they'll be able to take advantage of the agency data as envisioned in the president's management agenda. So to be able to use leverage uh, tech technologies like AI and machine learning. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was something interesting that came out of the, the survey that despite all the talk, we're still not seeing quite as much yet, but hopefully more is coming soon. And again, the cyber challenge is just being relentless, a real challenge for, for CIOs. It's terrific to be able to get kind of a read into the minds of these people who are important government leaders. Uh, and we look forward to the release of the 28th annual uh, CIO survey. Thanks for coming in, Kevin. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert. Yep. Uh, so much depends on the quality of the CIOs and and the uh, reform, really. Uh, they're a linchpin to the, all the reforms going on. Great to talk about them with you, as always, my friend. Likewise. Good to be with you, Francis. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>